This show is sponsored by Alicia's Pillows and Things. Check out the Facebook page, Alicia's Pillows and Things, where you will find home decor you will not be able to resist at prices anybody can afford. Check out the pillows and stools of your favorite sports teams. Maybe you want a set of your kid's favorite cartoon or movie character. You can also get full body and neck pillows as well. Log on to NGSCSports.com and go to the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage to complete your order. It makes a great gift for Christmas at an affordable price. NGSC Sports. We never stop. You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. Fourteen or twelve mm-hmm. or fifteen right now. I guess they've been playing for almost two months now. We're about halfway, a little more than halfway through the schedule. Wow, that is nutty. Uh, um, all right, you want to get started? Check one. What's it all about? Check two. I ain't got no doubt. That's me freestyling. That's as far as I can. That's literally as far as I can go. On the first I appreciate time. it. That's that was quite lovely though. Um, hey hair. everybody. Uh, this is getting randomly inserted, I assume, at the end of the podcast. Uh, so this, so post-pod. you already, yeah, it's post pod. Uh, so you already got your spoiler warnings because we're about to talk heavily about Captain Marvel. Um, we told you we were going to do this last week, uh, so we are going to get to it right now. Um, first of all, good movie. I don't know yeah. that I necessarily go great. <laughs> I would say, and I and I mean this in a really good way. I, I feel like it'll come off as a diss, but I, I don't mean it. About Ant-Man level quality. And I also really like Ant-Man. I know a lot of people don't totally care for it. Solo demo. I think Ant-Man's really good. Um, and I thought this one, not the same tonally, but I thought this was at a similar quality. Like, I wouldn't call this, this wasn't Winter Soldier, Civil War. This wasn't, this wasn't Black Panther. This wasn't uh, Ragnarok, even. Right. Uh, I think it's below all those, but it's, I mean, it's definitely above like the second, the second, third Iron Man, probably the first two Thors. Um, uh, I don't know if we count the Hulk's Hulk movies. Yeah. Hulk movies like hard to really yeah. talk about. Cause it was like, just so like, if it was made now, yeah, that movie could be, would be so much mm-hmm. different. Oh yeah. And probably much more better. Yes. You know, very much. More um, better. Yeah. But you know, they were still really early in the whole process then. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, it was a, it was it was good. It was solid. I mean, I came out very happy and obviously with the post credit scenes excited. Yeah, and, you know, um, I mean, it wasn't. It, it, I don't think it's. I think one I don't thing think that it deserves the panning that it's getting from a lot of people. I think one thing that happened is we got used to, with the exception of Black Panther, 
we had a stretch of like non-origin stories <laughs> like with Ragnarok with Civil War right. it's like besides Spider-Man getting introduced in Civil War right. we knew these characters right and and also I forget, forgot Homecoming was just phenomenal but that was you know at another and, level. Right. and we could just like jump right into the story yeah. and we didn't have to do it that's it I'm a huge fan of a good origin story. Oh, sure. Because that's just me in general. I want to know the history. I want mm-hmm. to know, you know, I mean, when I meet somebody, mm-hmm. you know, and I get to talking to somebody, they're like, well, tell you, you know, where'd you go to high school? Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, where'd you do? Did you, did you play baseball? Did you, mm-hmm. you know, who's your football team? You know, I like yeah. stuff like yeah. that. I like learning about people and finding things out. And, you know, I found out one day producer Jackie's a Yankee fan. I still like her. Yeah. I mean. I don't think she I mean, would. That's fine. She didn't hear that. I don't respect that about her at sure, all. Sure. Understandable. She's a horrible person for it. <laughs> she literally, she's sitting five feet away from me and did not hear anything I said. That was awesome. Perfect. Perfect. We need to do this more often. Um, but no, I, I think that that's why is, 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 and we had also a, just a really good streak of movies. Like I don't have the exact order in front of me, but it, I mean, we've had again, Black Panther, Ragnarok, Civil War and Homecoming. I believe. And, and you had the Guardian movies in there. Yeah. Guardians too. All between, all of those came after Age of Ultron. Yeah. So that was, I think, the five we had. I don't think yeah, I'd well, we'll just one. say since Ultron, since Age of Ultron, I mean, mm-hmm. they just they were on a yeah tear. They were on a tear with those mm-hmm. movies after Ultron. So because Ultron I, could still come or go, I don't care. But. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I I, I I I feel so bad they got rid of uh, Quicksilver in that movie. Yeah, because I thought he was really cool, and I thought he could have done some stuff. Yeah, but that was he was cool. But um, so I, I think at some point we were just at such a high level pace that anything that didn't match that, which is again, really hard to do was going to be seen as not as good. I, I still think overall it's a solid movie. It's also one of the better origin stories. Yeah. I would say like, I think it's in some ways, like it's better than captain America one. I, 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 I like captain America one. I just, I'm not, I know you're a very big fan of World War II and, 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 and those kind of things. I'm not the hugest fan of period pieces, so I didn't love it. I liked it. I also feel like Hugo Weaving kind of phoned it in a little bit as Red Skull, so that kind of pisses me off. It could have been so great, too. But, uh, had all the makings would be great. Yeah, which is why I never expected Red Skull to show up in fucking Infinity War. Even though it's no longer Hugo Weaving. Yeah, I know. It's the dude from The Walking Dead. Yeah. It's um, Aaron. I can't remember his name. Um, but overall, I thought it was a good movie. The other comment I, I saw a lot of people put out was they didn't think Brie Larson was charismatic enough. I didn't really buy that a whole lot. I thought she was good. I, I There were definitely times where she was sort of blank slatey a little bit. But I feel like she, I feel like she had her moments. But isn't that kind of the character yeah. of Captain Marvel? Yeah. I mean, uh, that's the thing. You know, we're wanting her to be... Funny like mm. Thor, mm. and you know, charismatic and mm. witty like mm. uh, like Iron Man, yeah. and you know that's what we want. But it, I mean, now, I'm not a comic book guy. Mm. I just I really like the movies. Mm. But from everything I've ever heard about Captain Marvel, she was just like this. You know, she's a really dick by the book, by the business. <laughs> you know, kind of a smart ass, yeah. but not in a funny way. A yeah. smart ass. She she comes across as well. Hey, she yeah. comes across as a bitch. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's she's straight up a dick, especially if you in the yeah. in the, uh, the second version of Civil War they did pretty recently. Uh-huh. Like she has some big asshole moments in that. Yeah, one. I mean she's an asshole. So you know what you expect. I think a lot of this comes from the fact that the casting of Brie Larson herself sure. mm-hmm. 
because Brie Larson splits a lot of opinion. Mm-hmm. See, so, yeah, that's one thing about most everyone that you've seen in these Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. When they came in, I think people had a positive... Uh, neutral a, to positive. Neutral to positive view mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, you can look at Chris Evans and be like, oh, God, Fantastic yeah. Four. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I mean, there's Ready. some of them you could kind of be like, well, you know. Mm-hmm. But... I don't think there was any like real dislike. No. Brie Larson has just had some moments mm-hmm. that have seriously chafed moments. people the wrong yeah. way. Mm-hmm. And when she got it, it was immediately, I don't like this bitch. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna like this movie because of this mm-hmm. bitch. You know, and, and Brie, I'm not calling you a bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also not hitting on you in the airport. I sure. swear to God, I sure. will never, 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 ever. Never, ever. I promise. I promise. <laughs> but, um, no, I think you're right, though. You know, she, so... She is a borderline unlikable mm-hmm. person, yeah. <laughs> you know, to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, that's just how it is. You know, if you don't like a particular mm-hmm. actor mm-hmm. as a person, I mean, you know, you just don't get into their movies. Well, and this was, this was, I believe, I think I'm getting this right. This was the movie that made Rotten Tomatoes say, okay, we're no longer allowing comments of the movie before it gets released right. because people were bombing this movie right. sight unseen a lot of that because of that right all because of brie larson being yeah. mm-hmm. um you know and that's that's just one of those mm-hmm. that's just one of those things that this movie has had to deal with mm-hmm. but you know i went in I'm, I'm gonna tell you i mean i knew i'm not one of those people i don't know everything everybody does mm-hmm. but i knew she had had some moments mm-hmm. and you know when i found out oh it's gonna be brie larson i was kind of okay mm-hmm. But I mean, I still went in, I go into a movie and if I'm paying my money to go see a movie, I'm going in with a, with the attitude of, all right, you know what? Give um, it a chance. You know, innocent till proven guilty. Sure. Show me something. Hmm. And I came out of that movie going, damn, I'm ready to go see it again. Hmm. And this week I will go see it again. So, <laughs> you know, by the time you're hearing this, I've seen it again this week. So, um, you know, a lot of personal Nothing to do with Marvel mm. feelings, I think, really went into this movie. Mm. Has been an issue. Also, I would say, like as 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 dumb potentially as a way to call them, as some of the comments she made. I also wouldn't say. I mean, this is not like they cast Bill Cosby, or they cast something like like this is not someone who has actually necessarily right. done terrible things. Right. She may have said some stupid things. Right. But she she's not like oh god this 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 is she was accused of doing coke or something. Finally, Robert Downey Jr. I was about to say, I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ, Robert Downey right. Jr. is like the right. lead of this entire yeah. thing. Yeah. This this has literally been Robert Downey Jr.'s redemption arc. Robert Downey Jr. has like literally snorted my weight in cocaine mm-hmm. over the years. Mm-hmm. And he is great, though. We still love him. Absolutely. Jr. I mean, you know, God, Charlie Sheen, I mean, is still oh. somewhat likable. <laughs> yeah. Sort Almost. Of. You know, Johnny Depp is likable. You know, yeah. I mean, there are people who have done bad things that Brie Larson has not done. Mm-hmm. But... And also, you know, we, we've, we've hit that time here in the world where we're so PC about everything and, mm-hmm. you know, you know, just little things just get so overblown mm-hmm. in the public eye where if it had happened 10 years ago, I'd be like, all right, whatever, mm-hmm. just go on with your life. Sure. Um, but, you know, nowadays we can't let anything go. No. We never. have to overanalyze it. Never, ever. So, so that's the everything around the movie. Let's talk about the movie. Um, and as much as we just said, talked about Brie Larson, uh, I believe Goose is the best character in the movie. By far. Well, obviously by far. Obviously. That is the true Captain Marvel right there. Is Goose. Yeah, I literally came into your house today and quietly crept up to try <laughs> yeah. to pet your cat. Yeah. And would she actually let me? Yeah. Until you smell dice. 
Yeah, no, I spilled ice and it was over. It was, it was, a, lot, it was a lot further than you've ever gotten. Very pretty. Except pretty. for the time you handed her to me for it's our true. show and she just sat there with a terrified oh, glare on her so face. Like, I, I watched that a couple weeks ago. That was still great. Cat's like, I'm going to murder you and sleep on you. No, but I, I thought the movie was really good. I, I will say the only thing I kind of d- didn't like about it is I guessed, or not even guessed the twist, but I figured out the twist very early. As soon as they went into that first mission and they talked about, um, uh, what's his face, uh, dude from Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, Ronan the Accuser. Yeah. As soon as they called him the Accusers, I was like, oh, wait, yeah. these are the bad guys. Yeah. Oh, no. And then everything went kind of fine. I was like, okay, well, maybe they're still going to do it because I know the scrolls are bad from the comics, so maybe that's what they do. And then, then the, the twist happened. I was like, oh, okay, so that, that, that is... How they were into it because I was like, is this going to show how the accusers became bad? And it's like every time they showed Ronan, it was like, no, he's still kind of an asshole. Yeah. This is not good. And then you kind of realize by the end, it's like, oh, they've always kind of been bad. Yeah. (laughs) They're dicks. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Even though, you know, I will give that group, I think they're called, and folks, we have no notes in front of us. No. We're doing this from memory. not how we do this. Um, Star Force? Uh, Sure. I believe was the name of their team. Yes. Um. They are basically like the SEAL Team 6 Yes, the they were. I mean, they, they, were, they were cool. When they came out of the water, I was like, mm. SEAL Team 6, SEAL yeah. Team 6, SEAL Team 6, SEAL Team 6. And, and Wes loves him some SEAL Team oh, 6. Oh, SEAL Team 6. Those are my guys. But, they uh, just don't know. No, they were, uh, that, that group was actually really cool. I'm, I'm a little upset that we basically got them in the very beginning and then at the very end. Now, yeah. That was a little disappointing. But they were, they were, and that I think made the twist impact a little less strong because right. while we do have a little bit of connection with Jude Law and again it was mostly just over the phone throughout the movie mm-hmm. um, it, it did make the twist not hit us because we didn't care or at least I didn't really care about that team a whole lot right. so it wasn't like oh we have this strong bond oh no you've betrayed it's like oh no you're just you are actually the bad guys so and you know early on I saw the um, the dude who was like Rodin's kind of key guy mm-hmm. that we saw in um, Garden Jimon Hunsu yeah, whatever whatever his actual name of the movie is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and immediately I'm like, "Yep, he's a bad guy." Wait a minute, <laughs> you know, I, I've seen him try to kill my beloved Star Lord. What the hell's going on yes. here? Um, but you know, he did give a really cool. Mm-hmm. I think he gave a really cool background as to mm-hmm. what kind of a warrior she actually was. Absolutely. Where it's like, okay, you know, it, it established really quick. Okay, mm-hmm. she is a badass. Yeah, because we know how strong this guy is. Exactly. We know how strong these guys are, and we, we can see really quick how strong this group is. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of like the standout, mm-hmm. you know. She's not the leader of it, but that's mm-hmm. because she's kind of a maverick wild chick. Mm-hmm. But you could see very early, it, you know, it gave you, it's like, well, this is the best of the best mm-hmm. kind of in the galaxy, and she's kind of their badass. Absolutely. Okay, we get where we get where she stands, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson as, as Nick Fury. Comes back in, in his young self. Um, two eyes. Two eyes for, for 90% of the movie. Uh, didn't the, the funny thing is, and I'm gonna I want to get gonna return to this th- kind of thing later. Uh, is you're you know because you know it's said in the 90s, and you know that from that point on we've always seen him with an eye patch. So you're just waiting for the shoe to drop of how does he lose the eye? And there's a couple times in fights, and he's like, oh this is oh no, oh this one's good. no. There's just kids cat scratched out his eye. And then how it happens is just 
awesome. That's amazing. That's amazing. It's the only way it could have been done. Find out that it's old goose. Yeah. So, but I thought Nick Fury was really good. Samuel Jackson, another good turn. Um, one name producer Jack and I talked about this a little bit when we came out of the movie. Um, the the digital editing they had to do to his face to make him appear younger, not that noticeable. Um, actually thought they did right. a very good job. Um, and we, we, I was also to the point where we couldn't tell if they had done it to Coulson as well. Mm-hmm. Um, or if they just gave him like a different haircut. Um, but, but you can obviously, you know, cause we've seen Samuel L. Jackson. If you've watched any of the NCAA basketball coverage, you've seen Samuel L. Jackson, um, you, in, in present day, you, you know, watched any movie in the last 20 years, you've seen Samuel also L. Jackson true. as well. By the way, Shaft movie's coming out. Bad mother. Shut your mouth. I can dig it. Love it. Um, really good. That, that's going to be another thing. Um, but he was really good. I thought his turn and, and learning more about his backstory, about what his mom calls him, that was really good. Everybody just calls me Fury. Um, I, I thought their rapport was really good. Um, I thought yeah. he and, I thought he and uh, sorry, uh, Fury and Captain Marvel's rapport was really good. I thought, um, and, and back to a little bit about her being kind of a blank slate, I kind of thought that was okay because we got to learn about her the way other characters interacted with her. Especially right. Nick Fury, who's you know part of S.H.I.E.L.D. and they don't really know about extraterrestrial threats at this point. Right. You know, having to kind of be like, okay, yeah, sure, sure. And then it's like, oh, oh, you have like a space weapon. Okay, you're actually telling the truth now. And then, and then her going back to save him uh, when they're in the warehouse um, mm-hmm. at the Air Force Base. Well, and seeing, you know, one thing about Nick Fury is, like, Nick Fury has always come off as almost like this infallible character where, mm-hmm. you know, Nick Fury doesn't make mistakes. Everything, no. Well, he made mistakes in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, he called in backup yeah. and basically got them and all that shit down yeah. at, the, at the warehouse site mm-hmm. that you were just talking about. Um, you know, he had times where you're like, what the hell are you doing, Fury? <laughs> and I like that because that actually humanizes Nick mm-hmm. Fury more. You know, and and you can now look into the future, you know, or you can look back at these other ones that we've seen mm-hmm. where you're like, damn, you know, he's just a cold-blooded, you know, heart. And you kind of understand, you're like, he wasn't always this way. No. He's had to evolve into mm-hmm. this to do what he has to do. Mm-hmm. You know, he can't be everybody's buddy anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he can't be that guy. So I, I liked that part. Of seeing, you know, the younger Nick Fury, the younger, mm-hmm. almost more innocent Nick Fury. A little Fury. green. Little, yeah, a little green. I mean, even though he was already kind yeah. of a high up, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he he didn't, he at that point also didn't have the experience that mm-hmm. he now has uh, leading the Avengers Initiative. Mm-hmm. Well, and we actually get to see this movie, the start right. of the Avengers Initiative. I don't remember the first thing, the first title he used for it before changing it to the, the Avengers Project. Oh, I remember. Um, like something not as good, obviously. Wasn't as cool. Um, Wouldn't be anything you would get tattooed on your body. I believe we get our final Stanley cameo in this movie. Also, a nice little tribute to him at the very beginning. Yeah, um, showing off instead of how we normally do at the beginning of a Marvel movie with the scenes from mm-hmm. a bunch of different movies. Um, just all of his cameos from the time. That was that was really nice. Now, did they say he definitely is not going to be in Endgame? I don't know. I, I feel like I remember somebody saying this was his last... Uh, I, I don't know if they said this was the last one he filmed or if this was his last appearance. I imagine... Here's the thing, because I could imagine a, a world where they shot one for Endgame uh-huh. yeah. before they, sh- they were doing Captain Marvel. 
So I could I could see something like that happen where this could have been maybe just the last one that was shot. Just very quickly, I'm seeing somebody say that um, yes, he is he has sh- he pre-shot his cameos in Endgame. Yes, for Endgame. Okay, so the so there you go. Yeah. Uh, apparently, um, okay. Uh, apparently, he may be in Far From Home as well. Oh, okay. So um, I'm big excited about that movie. Oh yeah, it's gonna be good. Um, but back to this one. Uh, so that that was in there. Uh, Annette Benning, I believe is who it is, plays the Supreme yes. Intelligence. Uh, great job by her, uh, and, and what also could have been a fairly bland role, but brought a sense of, I don't want to say coolness, but she brought a very, in what should be just a machine AI, right. she brought first the level, a little bit of a level of warmth, and then when the turn happens at the end, there is a level of, of, of coldness cold that isn't machine cold it is actually like an evil cold right so i thought annette benning you know did a did a great job as as the supreme intelligence uh which has a much dumber name in the comics and i forgot what it's actually called it's not sinestro it's like supremo or something it's really stupid so this was a lot better (laughs) um like a speedy gonzalez yeah and uh we also get uh the the relationship between, uh, oh God, why am I playing? Carol Danvers right. and Monica Rambo, right? Um, and we we see her re-enter her life after Rambo has spent, I believe, seven years thinking that uh, Carol Danvers. It could have been seven years, seven or eight years, yeah. So that's and you know now now Rambo has has a child that she's grown up. She you know she saves a lot of. Aunt Carol's stuff right. uh, and so that whole reintroduction plays and we get to see again a lot of what Carol was is played off in right. how others react to her and Monica Rambo is some is another form of that and of course just you've got to figure based off that that you're going to see something you'll probably see something um, with the Rambo family Mm-hmm. Um, not John. John's John's somewhere. And the last time we saw John, I believe he was in Thailand. And so John Rambo. That is a different Rambo. Favorite Rambo still. <laughs> ah! Um, you you know now looking at Endgame coming up. That's basically 20, 25 years after mm-hmm. these events. Mm-hmm. Are we going to get a grown up? Yeah, uh, and there there has been some talk that she has been a character in the comics. The daughter mm-hmm. has okay. uh, as her own kind of powerful figure. I forget exactly what her name is, um, but she could potentially have have something to do with it uh, yeah. if she survived the snap. There you go. We don't know, um, and you know that that could be something that gets brought up in Endgame is because you know I, I can't imagine uh, Carol Danvers has been back to Earth since <clears throat> she left at the end of the movie. Right. So. You know, I'm sure that's going to be one of her first questions after, of course, where is Fury, which we got in the uh, in, in the uh, post game trailer, uh, post game trailer, post movie trailer. Post-credit. Yes, the, the mid that was the mid credit. Yes, the mid credit because the end credit was just amazing. Um, so that I imagine that will probably be touched on in Endgame. Um, I don't know. Then, then of course, we get the final fight where she fights Ju Law, who had been her mentor, and and they they fight it out in the desert, and of course. The moment we were all we all knew was going to happen, and and still when it did happen, it was super satisfying. Was him telling her to stop using your powers? I'm throwing away my gun. Just fight me, you know, person to person. You don't need to do all this. Blah blah. blah. Just fight me. And then she just like vaporizes them into the wall. Yeah. It's like nope. That's that's exactly what she. Because why? 
Why should she fight him fairly? Fuck him. You have these superpowers. Use them. Like, it just... You don't need... And I thought it was great because you don't need to prove yourself to him. That was, he, the, that was the patriarchy talking Yes, about. yes. Right. Um, but I, I thought that was a... That was, that that was a toxic masculinity. Yes. Yeah, how <laughs> dare you fight me fairly? He got blasted in the wall. Seriously. Um, I mean, it was it was a very satisfying end of that movie. Uh you know, kind of our little off scene where you know Nick Fury does catch a. Yeah. I, I guess Nick Fury actually caught what Ted Nugent called cat scratch. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't oh. think that's the same thing. <laughs> Definitely not the same thing. Definitely not the same thing. Definitely not the same thing. But um, <laughs> uh, you know, he he gets literally scratched by Goose, who is mm-hmm. not a cat. Not per a cat. Say, I can't remember the exact. A snarful Something like that. Flurgan. Flurgan. So you can hear us. Apparently she doesn't know what you're talking about, so she didn't hear earlier. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Somebody's going to have to download the podcast this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Next review. Uh, so yes, Flargan, um, which of course comes out in that, that final climactic fight. And, and as we've seen the entire movie, we've been promised, oh, it's not just a cat. It's not a cat. And the scrolls are terrified of it. And we're like, it, okay, so maybe they're just... I thought it was going to be something like, oh, well, cat pheromones are just like poisonous to scrolls or something weird like that. And it's like, no, this is not actually a cat. It can sprung, spring huge tentacles from its mouth and inhale people whole. It's a flurgan. It's a flurgan. It actually is a flurgan. I thought that was just their name for cats. No, Fury loved that cat, though. Oh, it, it, he's amazing. The cat saved his life. I'm ready to see where the flurgan's going to show up later. <laughs> that, that flurgan is the true hero of Endgame. Of everything... You know, of everything we have to look forward to in Endgame now, you know, we all thought it was going to be, well, Captain Marvel will show up. It's like, yes, yeah, she will. But we're really interested to see where the Florian shows up now. Because when you just hear, meow, everybody in that the whole audience is just going to pop. Every Everybody says, oh, yeah, it's just going to be Ant-Man crawling up Thanos' button and then growing in size to kill him. No, no, no. It's just going to be the Florian. Goose is going to just eat yeah. Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, oh, Jesus. Yes. Um, so let's, I think... One of the last things we can talk about is the uh, is the twist. I did mention it earlier with the scrolls who have always in the comics been presented as bad guys coming to mm-hmm. infiltrate Earth, and that for how for much of the movie is how they are portrayed. They are portrayed as the bad guys. So right. even if you're thinking, well, the accusers are also the bad guys, but it's like maybe they're all just bad guys, and it's like. No, they seem to be decent people. By God, King, they're both heels. <laughs> um, who are just who have been fighting back, and and I did like one of the lines. I don't remember the main scroll's name who does uh, help them out uh, at the. He's Australian. Yes, I'm guessing. Yeah. See, you say the scrolls, I call them the Aussies. <laughs> yeah, they're oi, basically oi, oi. they're criminals. Um, but uh, I thought one of the things that made him sound good was towards the end. Uh, he's he's like, oh my, well, my hands aren't clean either. Right. And it's like, no, he's not a good guy. He right. definitely did some shit in this war. It just, he wasn't maybe on the wrong side. And this just convinces me that Vince McMahon has a lot <laughs> to do with this because Vince says, we don't do baby faces, we don't do heels, we do shades of gray. Yes. Very big shades and, of and basically, well, yeah, that's, that's, true. True. that's what it is. They're like, this was an ultimate kind of shades of gray movie mm-hmm. where, you know, there, there was no... That was an assassin team coming after Captain Marvel in the beginning of exactly. Scrolls. They weren't they weren't good guys. No. They were assassins coming I mean, to kill her. I mean, they were basically terrorists. Yeah. And you know, but then we saw that the the accusers mm-hmm. are, um, you know, they're 
Yeah. You know, they're they're not. They're a, genocidal maniacs. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of genocidal maniacs, exactly. So yeah. you know, the terrorists. You know, the word terrorist gets thrown out by the people mm-hmm. who make the rules, kind of. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, some call them terrorists, some call them freedom fighters. Sure. But you know, the th- the thing is, at the end of war, no matter what, a lot of people can look back and say. Yeah, I made decisions I wouldn't normally make. Right. So that's kind of where we said So it. I did like that they didn't paint him as necessarily a good guy. Like right. they did still do a lot of bad things. Right. It just was in the name of what they believed was good. And when you look at it, you're like, oh, no, that's that's a side I can get behind. Because mm-hmm. I think one thing, and it's the reason still Black Panther is one of the better, if not the best, uh, non-Avengers movies, is because the the villain is relatable and has good motives right. for what he's doing and and right. and it almost makes you sympathetic to his plight and i think that that's what happens to the scrolls here even though they're not necessarily by the end the villains anymore right. you understand their plight and you give them something right. whereas the the accuser group of 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 Kree are just like total assholes who right. want to control the galaxy. And then, of course, we know Ronan from his later interactions yes. with um, yes. you know, the Guardians. Dance and... party, bro. What? <laughs> and, you know, I mean, Ronan's just... Ronan is literally, like, maybe the most hateful yeah. character mm-hmm. of the entire MCU at this point. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, you know, we talked about before, even Thanos, the guy who has wiped mm-hmm. out half the mm-hmm. half of the world, you know, even Thanos, you're like, well, I understand why you want to do this. I don't agree with your methods. It's like, you know, you're looking at Thanos like, I mean, he's he's trying to help. It's totally, you know, genocidal and yeah. horrible, but he's trying to do something yeah. to help everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's, it's almost like Bernie Sanders. But anyway, <laughs> we don't get political. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, it is one of those, like, I'm trying to help you. I'm going to ream you in the ass while I do it, but I'm trying to help you. You know, with, with Ronan, it's just, no, Ronan just wants to be. No, I just want to Ronan control. just wants to roll it, run it, run everything. Yeah. So, you know, Ronan's just like, fuck you. I, I will kill you so I can be in charge. So, mm-hmm. you know, there is that. So, I think that that was, that was a really good reveal, though, that the Skrulls were actually sort of, had very understandable motives and become right. the good guys when, right. again, we've seen in the comics, they've, they've traditionally been right. purely the bad guys. So, I thought that, that was a very nice play. Uh, by them to switch it up a little bit. And so at the end of the day, um, that's that's kind of all I want to talk about. Uh, again, we, we touched on Goose, the best character in the movie. Um, maybe the best character in the entire universe. Maybe. Uh, we did touch a little bit on Coulson, seeing him back pre, pre-dead right. and then brought back to life in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I, I personally just, I, I found it very enjoyable. Just, you know, you were talking earlier about you're not a big fan of period pieces, but the 90s is just such a Oh, oh yeah. When I, when, I, when I say period yeah, pieces, I'm talking about like the 30s, yeah, 40s, yeah. 50s. Yeah. Uh, but the 90s, see, for us, the 90s is cool because yeah. it's like nostalgic as shit. Oh, my God. The soundtrack the playlist is. The playlist was like every. So seriously. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. I will even say, hit, doing doing the uh, the no doubt uh, I'm just a girl song, uh-huh. and the fact I was like, you know, it's coming, still no. hits really well. Oh yeah, I mean that the was one. that was a, that was a very fun part, you know, just Nirvana, just oh my god, blockbuster video, yeah. you know, such a I'm, small thing, you know, yeah. because it's always in the news, like oh, there's one blockbuster left <laughs> in the world right now, and it's in like you know 
Aslet, Montana or something like that, or Alaska or something like that. I should think it's in Alaska. Getting to, uh, um, having to go onto a computer and use the dial-up internet. Yeah, having to go to like an internet yeah. cafe and, uh, and and then like uh, having to find a payphone to use yeah. the payphone. And, and the little two-way pager, <laughs> yes. um, which of course know, we'll, we'll hit the, yeah. the little mid-credit scene and the post-credit scene. Man. But, you know, seeing the little two-way and her kind of like, well, what's this? Um, you know, just these little things that... I guess this is 1993, right? I think so. 1993. I mean, I was 11 years old in 1993. I was like six, seven. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I, every damn thing that happened in there, I'm like, yep, 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 Still yep, 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 yep. You know, it just it just hit me like right in the perfection spots. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, coming out, coming her coming yeah. out with that nine inch nails t shirt. Oh yeah, as, as one of my as one of my best friends at life says, he's like, oh, you know, you peaked in the 90s. I'm yeah. like, yeah, it was a great decade. I will say one thing uh, I thought was funny. Uh, and maybe one name producer Jackie can back me up a little bit on this. When we went to go, we saw it on a Thursday afternoon. Uh-huh. Um, and I would say the majority because so I saw I saw it like literally. You saw it that morning before you. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it like at lunchtime, and you guys saw it that yeah. afternoon. Um, our crowd, I'd say, was skewed towards probably pre twenties. Okay. And I wonder like how much of that hit for them. Right. They're like, oh, what? What is this? Before. Like, if they hear the "I'm Just a Girl" song by No Doubt, like, do they even really know what No Doubt is? Like, do they know what these things are? I, I swear that I think someone actually uh-huh. said something about a floppy drive. Like, they actually didn't know what it was. A floppy disk. Well, and it's one of those things, you know, now, now me, you know, musically for me, I don't believe in music that was made after, like, 2005. That's I just don't believe, like, 99% of it exists. <laughs> it didn't happen. You know, I mean, to me, it's all the else. Well, you know, I grew up, I like the older stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, so it kind of depends on the, say, the 18-year-old now, you mm-hmm. know, do they listen to what mom and dad listened yeah. to, or you know, is it? Oh my God, that was made before two thousand. How dare yeah, you? Have you heard this cool David? band, retro band? They're called Pearl Jam. Have you heard this really cool retro band? They're called Matchbox Twenty. <laughs> oh. oh God, no. Please. Or as uh, one of my sixth graders, we had an ongoing thing because he thought who was the greatest band in the world? Do you remember? No. Who's yours? What's the worst band ever? Nickelback. Oh, yeah. I yeah. So we had an ongoing thing because for whatever reason, he had found out who Nickelback was. So he was pretending like Nickelback was the best band in the world. So we had an ongoing uh, See, that's the weird thing. battle there. They but skipped the over the great. whole part about them being terrible. <laughs> it's like if you go, here's the thing. If you go back to like their very first album when people liked them, yeah, that was good even their second one is like not terrible. It's not good, but it's not terrible. Well, the fun thing uh, not Again, to, it's not good. Okay, not to turn this too far since we're pining, but um, yeah. Nickelback wasn't that bad. I mean, we all liked Nickelback when they came out. Mm. It's just it became really, really, really mm. popular to hate Nickelback mm. and make fun, kind of like it did with Creed. Let's not lie. Just thinking we about all liked Creed. Yeah, I, liked Creed. I didn't really like Nickelback. I get you. Well, sometimes you just don't like a band. Jack Kroger has a very punchable face. Oh, yeah. And, and Scott Stapp is maybe the biggest douchebag who's ever yeah. lived at this point. Yeah. You know, he, he took that whole, man, he kind of reminds me of Jim Morrison. I'm the Lizard King reborn. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, since, that, uh, that, this has now become a, a follow-up to the, the 90s, 90s music podcast oh, we always had. Um, and let, I always still meant to fully do it. Let's, <clears throat> let's hit the uh, the mid-credits scene. Um, oh, Jesus, God. Have me on the floor. Yes, that was okay. So that was when uh, we we jump a little bit in time because we can tell by the computers and Nick Fury's office that it's a little more ahead. In fact, that half the world's gone. Yeah, um, we we do see the. Well, no, this this is still Goose was the post credit scene. 
Oh, okay. The I'm sorry. Scene. Then let, okay, let's go back to the mid credit scene. I, I I flipped them in my head. So the mid credit scene is at Avengers base um, that has been created. I forget the, the actual name for it. I remember they were moving everything there in Homecoming. Right. That was one of the. They big left parts. the towers. And, yes. And they've got they've got it's kind of like a base camp. Yes. Um, so they did that, and and we go there where the pager is that we saw at the end of Infinity War right. that uh, Nick Fury was able to get off a message of right before. He, he, he vanished. So that was that was uh, pretty nice to see. It's, it's being held in a, a power station to keep it on and, right. and keep sending out a message at the Avengers base. Um, Black Widow is there. Uh, Chris Evans is there. And I, just, I don't know why I didn't say Scarlett Johansson. Um, but they're um, all there watching it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Ro- Rowdy. Rowdy. Ritty, Ritty. Um, War and, Machines there. Yes, Rhodey. Rhodey, since I suddenly just could not get the right name out of my mouth. And and then all of a sudden it dies, and they're like, oh god, we gotta get power back to it, we gotta get power back to it, we gotta get power back. And then all of a sudden you turn in, and there's and there's Captain Marvel. She's back after after helping the Skrulls get yeah. to a new home world. She's she's back. She heard the call, and and now it's it's gonna be very interesting to see. We saw we did see in a uh, I don't know if you saw it, you probably did the latest uh, Avengers Endgame trailer. <laughs> Where where the very end stinger is uh, is Thor bringing his hammer right to her, him and and it whizzes right by her head and she doesn't even move and she's he's like I like this one very nice very nice moment uh, to to have that in there well uh, now yeah what we're finding out what we're hearing the rumor you didn't mention this to me I thought Jesus this was interesting. God there's so much rumor and innuendo going around it's this. the biggest movie of the year it, it this might be the biggest movie of the, is it crazy of me to say this could be the biggest movie of the decade? No. I I, I think just because of the because, the ten years we've been right, putting into this. Right. I mean this is because this is, there is a good chance that we're gonna see a lot of people who've been in our lives for a decade for the last time here. Yeah. You know, we've heard about contracts not being renewed and mm-hmm. guys not resigning. This is basically I mean well shit, the title is Endgame. This is the end game. Not that the MCU is going away, mm. not by any means. No. But it is, you know, what phase are we actually in now? We would be, I think we're in three, we'll be heading into four. Okay, this. because if you really want to look at this, this could be actually phase two, mm-hmm. where I say that this is where the original Avengers, yeah. a lot of it's going to end. Yeah. So, you know, if you have lived this for a decade... Mm-hmm. This is what it's all built to. Yeah. This is what this is what ten years, mm-hmm. eleven years have have built to. So I mean, while it, and shit, you know, when the money comes back, it might be the biggest movie. The yeah. It might be the biggest movie ever. When the they're, they're predicting an eight hundred million dollar opening weekend. I I can see that. Hell yeah. Because you have to. Because you if you don't, yeah. you're you're, you're going to get spoiled. spoiled. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm already planning to. I'm I'm working. I'm working that Thursday during the day. And I've got my daughter that night, so I'm already planning like to get there as early as I can on Friday I, to go and get my freaking ticket for it as soon as AMC will let me use my stub mm-hmm. and get it. I don't care if I have to go to Wilson. I don't care if I have to go to Greenville. Wherever I got to go, I got to go see it because mm-hmm. we learned from Star Wars yeah. where you know Harrison Ford, where Han Solo died. Yeah, spoilers. You know, I mean, you can't get Wait, around Han this Solo shit. Died. Oh, jeez, we spooled another one off. <laughs> Man, that's the second time you've done it. I oh, know, I did I did on the pod when we just to be an asshole. <laughs> See, you got to protect from people like me. But, I mean, the spoiler will be out there. Mm-hmm. And you can say, well, you know, I'll get around it. And you can get around it, but I'd rather not have to. You, you kind of just have to completely stay off the internet. 
do it. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather not have to work to stay away from yeah. it. I want to just get on there and I want to do it. So, and then we can do our pod special. Yes. Um, so, you know, this is what it's all building to. And all these pieces are coming into play. And Captain Marvel, as we learned at the end of Infinity War, Captain Marvel is the last piece mm-hmm. that had to come in for this. And she could be the most important piece. She could. Because, you know, there's a chance that Captain Marvel is going to turn into maybe the alpha mm-hmm. Going forward now, when we lose... She's the captain now. Our alphas. But but anyway, what we started to say, the rumor mm. and innuendo going out there is that a, nearly all of the trailer footage yeah. that's been released is not actually in the movie. Well, and that's kind of what they did. Like, the trailers <coughs> actively lied to us yeah. in the lead-up to Infinity War. Yeah. There's shots that just don't exist in the movie. Exactly. And, you know, they're giving us an idea, but they're not even giving us an idea of what's going to happen. All they're literally showing us is, well... Yeah. You know, you knew what had happened. Yeah. You saw the end of Infinity yeah. War. You know, you know what's happened. This may be what's going on. Yeah. I mean, they're not they're not saying, oh, this is what we're going toward. This is yeah. what's going to happen. This and is our plan. It's like- so, you know, we've seen, I believe, two trailers. They've, they've released two, mm-hmm. two and a half to three minute trailers. And the internet has melted both times. And we've done our share of yes. watching them over and over mm-hmm. and over and over. And, you know, maybe some of us sit in a car and almost cry as they watch them. That's... Yeah. Put this way, I don't cry at funerals. I didn't cry when my child was born. You give me you give me a movie? Oh god, I'm gonna weep openly. I think, and this is something I wanted to get back to a little bit. This was something that happened to me. I remember when I walked out of this apartment to go watch Infinity War, I was there was just a feeling in my stomach like I know there's gonna be a shoe that drops. And and so I had to spend the entirety of Infinity War just waiting for the shoe to drop. And then it fucking did. And I was like, so and and now it's gonna happen again in Endgame. I'm gonna go in. I'm just like, okay, when when does when does uh, Tony Stark bite it? When does when does uh, when does uh, Captain, Captain America, America bite yeah. it? When when does Mark Ruffalo get? When does he when does he bite it? Because all of them have to bite it. I believe Thor's gonna bite it. Yeah, it? probably. God, that's literally if you want to see a grown man's heartbreak over a beautiful beautiful mm-hmm. grown man mm-hmm. over another man. In a completely heterosexual mm-hmm. way. If you just want to see a heartbreak, just come watch me when Thor does. I will be, I will be an inconsolable blob of jelly at that point. And hey, maybe, maybe they handsome muscular jelly that is, but still, maybe they do it. and None of them die. Yeah, see, that's where they really fuck us. Up. Yeah, <laughs> they build up all this emotion. It's like, nah, we're good. And then, and then we'll just get something during um, Far From Home where it's like a news report. Oh, all six of the original Avengers are dead. Yeah. Like, Wait, what? Did you? No, it's really gonna happen. What? If they do that, I'm walking out of the theater. Here's here's one thing I did say. Are you are you the giving me? Is, who wakes up? Are you giving me a? Are, Tom Holland. Let's go back in the '80s. Are you giving me a who shot Jr. Yeah, deal? She's good. She's Where suddenly Patrick Duff. My God, if Patrick Duffy came out of the shower, that would be better than any any they could ever come up with. Oh my God. Hi, honey. What the fuck? Oh. If man. suddenly Victoria Prince will just, and we're like. No. What's going on here? Don't you do that to me. Bobby! I have wondered. Because there is something very interesting. Um, and Because we've always thought like Far From Home being the next movie for Spider-Man after uh, Endgame. We know Spider-Man dies in Infinity War. We all assume he's coming back for Endgame or for Home Com- uh, Far From Home. Well, he's got to, obviously. we got to have Spider-Man back. What I've always wondered, and since you, you brought up the thing about the trailers lying, I've wondered... Did those trailers lie? 
Because I think when we all first heard Far From Home, because the last time we saw Spider-Man, he was on Thanos' homeworld. Right. That's where he died. And now we, we, what we've seen from the trailers is he just he goes on a class trip to Europe. Well, what if that's bullshit? <laughs> what if he's still on the planet? What if, that's, what if that's actually the dream? And if this comes to pass, can we ever trust a Marvel trailer? Again? No, I don't think we can. I don't think we can anyway. You know what? I really think movies should do this a little more. They should just lie to you. To get yes. You. No, I mean, once they're 100%. established. No, you're right. You are absolutely right. Once they're established. Because, you know, for years, especially funny movies always do this. For years, you know, we go to the movie theater and I see the two and a half minute trailer for The Nutty Professor. Yeah. Oh my God, Eddie, you're so funny. Oh, you're doing Richard And that's it. You see all the funny bits and then you get to the movie you're like, oh, there's nothing else to this. Yeah. What if Marvel has cracked the code for the new generation mm-hmm. and they're like, Deadpool 2 lied to us. Yeah. Those trailers lie. We're like, you know, they have cracked the code. They're yeah. like, you know what? Everyone everyone is sick and tired of being disappointed because you've seen all the important parts in the trailers. You know what? We're going to give you some badass shit in the trailers. We're not going to put any of it. And that was something I wish they'd done with Captain Marvel. I wish I had never seen her punch the old woman in the, in the trailer. I wish yeah. that had been a surprise. That would have been awesome. But, uh, no, it was not. Um, all right, so that was the first, that was the mid-credits scene. Then we had the post-credits scene with, uh, with the vomiting up of the Tesseract. And that's, and that's what leads, led to uh, Avengers, the first one. Yeah. I mean, that kind of led to everything. I mean, that was, this was, a, this was like an origin story for Captain Marvel. And then that post credit scene mm-hmm. was an origin story to everything. Yeah. <laughs> and it's weird because like it ties everything back together because we remember that's, it fell to the bottom of the ocean right. in uh, Captain America, the first soldier. Uh, it just no, just Captain America. Yeah, Captain because America because it, it it went through the it yep. went through the plane, and then they plane. recover it at the end. Howard yep. Stark recovers it, and right. they start working on it, and then uh, somehow it made it out to an Air Force base to to be used for interstellar travel. Well, and that's then, what they use it for. Was they were trying to figure out what to use? Yeah, and then and then it ends up no. in the body of a Hagrid. Yeah, it was great. Um, just a, a nice moment to just uh, to cap off the movie. So yeah, now we're now we're we are truly actually now in the end game that's that's where we are Doctor Strange. i know oh man so it's it's gonna be rough it's... Boy, folks, something just just to add a little levity here at the end sure um, go find uh james corden on the james corden show <laughs> recently did a very fun uh thing where they did a star a uh stars star tour and uh he had um he had about 10 of the Avengers mm-hmm. that went on an open bus top tour around Hollywood. And it was, he was pointing out like, there is a coffee bean. When you say, I want a coffee, that's where some low level assistant goes and stands in line and gets you coffee. Chris Pratt's like, what, what's standing in line? <laughs> but, um, oh, but, uh, um, Doctor Strange was up there. Mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. was up there. Yeah. Paul Bettany was up mm-hmm. there. Uh, Chris Pratt was on there. Um, uh, Brolin was on there. <laughs> it was very good. Zoe Saldana. It, it, it's something very funny. I was about eight, nine minutes. And, and then the little kickers at the very end when the tour's over, suddenly Chris Hemsworth shows up. He's like, I'm here for the tour. He said, but we said the tour was at 12. He said, no, I mean, it's between 12 and 6. <laughs> like, but it was from 12 to 2. He's like, well, it's 4. I'm here. I'm like to take my tour. Uh, Chris Hemsworth. That's, that's, I'm so glad Ragnarok... Ragnarok went kind of weird and crazy because him him being like a funny guy is just great just be a dumb hot dude yeah. Like, I know you're not actually stupid but you playing a dumb hot dude is really great he was literally the only like 
quality piece of anything in that horrendous Ghostbusters reboot. Mm. He was never funny because he was well. He was the dumb secretary. Yes. He was dumb Janine mm-hmm. basically. He was very funny. Yes, I did hear that. Basically, he was dumb hot dude. Yeah, was, I'm telling you, just 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 be quiet and be pretty. That's it. Just not worth watching. <laughs> Still not worth watching. Um, but Captain Marvel was worth watching. Oh, and man. you're gonna watch it again. And you, in fact, totally. you already have. Totally, I already have. Years. In the future, in the future, past, future, I already future. have. So, that's going to do it for our Captain Marvel podcast, which went very long. Um, oh boy, this will be fun to remember and keep track of how long we can actually go on uh, on Wednesday. Do we want to literally just like release this as its own thing? We can. I mean, as a pod... Pod special? Exclusive. Exclusive. Uh, yeah, maybe we could just start doing this through our little exclusive. Bomb Virginia! Wow! off the big wall that's nice. that's pretty good um yeah we'll just do this as its own little thing okay so this is a pod special for you guys um we'll still release it on thursday yeah um just to it's a companion it. piece yeah it's a companion piece not like last week when i called it episode 254 even though it's clearly episode 255 but this will not count as episode 257 no, no this will be episode 256 b 256 and a half there you go um so for my calling crime, West Bradshaw. Anything, I'm sorry, anything else you want to add? I always ask you, so I might as well do it um, no, I mean, Even though I'll ask you again yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. Um, I, th- I mean, as far as Marvel, this is our Marvel pod. I think we just kind of covered it. Yeah. And folks, this is two fans who aren't giant Marvel nerd boys. Mm. So, you know, we're not we're not going so in-depth where we're losing our mind. Mm. But, hey, I mean, we're just two people who like the movies. They're great movies. And, uh, and it's all coming to an end, sort of, in less than a month. So I'm sure we'll be back once we compose ourselves to do that. But for now, this has uh, been a mini pod special add-on edition quality add-on podcast episode. Yes, of the Affordable Fair Podcast. Still presented by NGSC Sports and Alicia's Pillows and Things. If you need a pillow to cry in when uh, at the end of Avengers Endgame, go to Alicia's Pillows and Things on Facebook. And so Wes Bradshaw is now going to play us out. With I have no idea what you're going to do. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm gonna need a new song. This is my ringtone now, and I like leaving it there. There you go. So, one more time for you guys on the way out. Please don't see us, brother. It's less than 10 seconds, it's fine. Sponsored by Alicia's Pillows and Things. Check out the Facebook page, Alicia's Pillows and Things, where you will find home decor you will not be able to resist at prices anybody can afford. Check out the pillows and stools of your favorite sports teams. Maybe you want a set of your kid's favorite cartoon or movie character. You can also get full body and neck pillows as well. Log on to NGSCSports.com and go to the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage to complete your order. It makes a great gift for Christmas at an affordable price. NGSC Sports. We never stop. You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. 
For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports, we never stop.